when your weekend's all spent up and Monday's coming down the pike, sometimes all you need is a little comfort to get you through to Monday. Mac and Cheese Movies, where we believe in comfort food and comfort movies. I'm married too fast. Welcome to Mac and Cheese Movies. I'm Scotty Coppage, and you asked for it. You got it. Toyota is Johnny Belcher. Hey, hey. Uh, for our food this week, I made some hot dogs with, with queso for some ballpark food and some eclairs for a little French twist. Um, how'd they turn out, Johnny? Oh, everything was good. We'll dig in those eclairs here in a minute. Let's talk about our film this weekend, Forget Paris. It's about an NBA ref who has to bury his father in Paris and falls in love with a woman who helps him at the airport. They fall in love and get married real quick. The movie is about what happens after, Everly after, and about how to survive a marriage. So let's do first take, first taste. When did you first see the movie, and what is your relationship to it? Okay, well, I actually have a story for this. There's a certain couple of life events that led up to me getting to this movie. I first watched it when I was 15, and at that time, I was living in California, and I was in eighth grade, and I had this girlfriend that I was totally in love with. Her name was uh, Nicole Billings. Still remember. But I was, like, head over heels for this girl. Like, my first real true love kind of deal, right? Well, my mom was living here in Wichita, and so summer let out, and I came here to visit for a month, you know? So I come out here, and I... I finally got, get back, and uh, it was a Friday. I remember because my parents used to go play canasta every Friday night with their friends from church or whatever, go have some drinks. Well, it was Friday afternoon, and I was just riding my bike around, just enjoying the California sunshine. And my friend Stacy, she lived right up the street, and she was just out pulling around. So I pull over, and I'm talking to her, catching up. And she actually was Nicole's best friend and I'm probably just like yapping her ear off Nicole this that can't wait to see her kind of deal because she was actually on vacation with her parents at the time so even though I got back I was still like had to wait another week till I got to see her again and I noticed after a couple minutes that Stacy wasn't really engaging with me like she had something on her mind and I'm like what's up buttercup and she's like something I gotta tell you and then you used to see that look in her face, and you're like, your heart sinks. Because you know we're about to hear some, some heavy shit, right? So she goes, Nicole cheated on you when you was gone with a dude named Gator. Oh, Gator. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, 
I was, my heart sank. I didn't know what to do. Like, I couldn't breathe. And, and I was starting to think, like, Gator. <laughs> I could just imagine some dude in a leather jacket, like, putting out cigarettes on his tongue, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like a man boy going through changes and shit. So I'm, I'm crushed or whatever, and I'm kind of... I don't know what to do with myself. I didn't know what to do. My parents weren't going to be home. I was like, I'm just going to go to the video store and get a comedy. You know what I mean? And I dropped by my bud's house, picked up a dime bag, went to the movie store. And like I said, I was crushed. So I was kind of walking around like a zombie, really. And I see the cover for Forget Paris. Well, I was just looking for a comedy. I already knew Billy Crystal, City Slickers, Norm, you know, and other comedies, My Giant. That's all I knew about them. So I just took the movie and went home. And I watched it and cried like a baby. <laughs> like, because, you know, the movie is like up and down, up and down. They're together. They're not. And all this kind of stuff. <laughs> And then Deborah Winger's character reminded me a lot of Nicole, too, because she was, a, she was pretty and smart and all that kind of stuff, but she was really goofy and engaging, you know what I mean? So I watched it, and then I <laughs> watched it again, and I cried probably even harder the second time because I already knew what was going to happen. So I was crying in anticipation of the scene and then get smacked with the scene. And by the third time I watched it, yeah, I watched it three times in a row. I was, like, reciting lines and stuff. So that's how I found out about Forget Paris. I didn't know it was going to be some rom-com that was going to tear me up. So that's why it's always kind of stuck out in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My first taste on that wasn't as profound. You know, I was, like, (laughs) into the NBA, you know, love that, like, would see any basketball movie and, like, saw that. And, like, you you get hooked in by that. But then, like, you, you know, you get in with, like, the love story and everything else with those characters. And, like, yeah, it was great. Oh, most definitely. So let's talk about the ingredients. Like, Billy Crystal, like, is director. He wrote this. Um, Where do you see this as far as the Billy Crystal, like, pantheon? Well, man. Like we was talking about earlier a little bit. With Billy Crystal, you just know what you're going to get. Throw Mama from the train or... I don't know how many others, but it's always like the same guy. It's a, you're not going to miss, pretty much. If you're going to see a Tom Cruise, maybe it's not my, might not be the best, but you know, it's not going to be some sort of stinker. But as far as the best ones, probably second best behind Princess Bride, mm-hmm. you know. But how can you go wrong with that either? Yeah, Princess Bride's great. <laughs> um, Shannon loves When Harry Met Sally. Like, I've never yeah. been like huge on that movie but you know it is good and like uh you know, I never saw City Slickers I saw City Slickers 2 you know the search for Curly's Gold or whatever it is but you know I never saw yeah. the first one um but yeah this has been like probably you know my one of my favorite Billy Crystal movies yeah we need to just watch it uh City Slickers mm-hmm. for the the shit to it you know what I mean you love it this is what let's go to some of the things about um, the interviews with Billy Crystal, like we came up with this movie. He said, "What? That's where most romantic comedies end. It's happily, it's happily ever after, and most people walk out of the theater feeling good." Crystal said over lunch. 
Um, the story is about what happens later because happily ever, happily ever after, is a lot of hard work. And I've been married for 25 years this year. Um, and I really want to do a pro-marriage movie because marriage can be romantic and sexy and all the things people want romantic comedies to be. It's more romantic to be together and stay together. Um, and I think, you know, we don't see that a whole lot. Like, in, you know, everything is about, like, that first meeting and how electric it is. And it isn't usually about, like, you know, the grind and work of, like, a real marriage, you right. know. So I, it's good to see that in, on film. Well, watching it now at 38 and being married before, and even my last wife, you know, it was whirlwind like that. We was only together a couple months, and we got married. You know what I mean? Uh, but I like, now that I'm watching it from a different point of view instead of some hormonal teenager, uh, I can respect and see different plot points that they hit, like he's talking about. It's like that whirlwind at first. And then you start getting to know little things about each other. So you're like, oh, I don't know about that. That's kind of, you have to digest it and try to work through something. You know, I didn't know you snored that loud or whatever and touch on those things and be able to, you know, focus on what the real thing is between y'all and then grudge forward through whatever it is. You don't see that a whole bunch now. It's a, I mean, it's a classic trope, but... Still, one that you don't really get to see explored anymore, and it's and it's fun. It's fun, like with the whole like kind of setup with the story, with like yeah. the couple telling the story and their friends and everything, and that that really kind of gives it this different dynamic than if they just played it like kind of straight up and you didn't know what was really kind of happening. Yeah, that's really cool. The the narration by the different characters and they put their own kind of flavor on it. So yeah, it's not like a dull story all the way through. I like that. I thought that was a really good angle to use as well. And Billy Crystal, because he has, like, all these tickets to, like, Clipper games, and he, like, knows a lot of, like, NBA people. He, like, got to know, like, all these things these refs do. Like, you know, they're on the road 25 days a month during the season. They're, like, making, you know, their reservations for, like, the rent-a-cars and the hotels and everything. And it's just, like, I can't imagine being in a relationship when you have that kind of job like that and you're just gone, like, all the time. Yeah, how do you manage that? Where is the compromise? I, I couldn't imagine being home like that, away from my old lady for a month at a time. That, that'd that be too rough. But I guess, like, musicians or anything, like, you know, going on the road is just something you deal with, I guess. People are built different, mm-hmm. I suppose, you know. And like, I can do it. And, like these, like, these NBA coaches, like, a lot of them, like, they don't move their family with them to their job because they can be fired at any moment. So they just like, mm. you know, maybe have a house in Orlando or whatever and like keep the kids there, keep them in school and everything. They don't have them just bouncing around everywhere, you know. And then uh, a lot of people I don't think they realize, too, it's not just during the season. You have off season, you're doing scouting, you got drafting, you have all these things going on. You don't really get no time off, you know. So let's, re- let's, let's remix the ingredients a little bit. If we're making this movie in 2019, who are we putting in this movie? Hmm. Well, the only things I could come up with is the minor characters that are telling the story. I think more along, since they're all kind of storytellers, you think that it would lend itself to an actor being a comedian since that's what they do for a living. It's going to be a lot more natural, I, I believe. So, like, saying that uh, Tom Papa, 
uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, uh, even a, a Tom Segura or Burt Kreischer. But as far as the main two characters in the story, I don't have anybody real solid that I could link up to. What do you, you got? I like Seth Rogen. I think he'd be funny. And you know what? I put Ryan Gosling in a rom-com any day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I was saying earlier, too, the, the situation that the two lead characters are in, you know, finding the right age of a character to realistically be in the NBA as a professional ref, you're going to be of a certain age. And then, you know, the Billy Crystal character, he's not overly handsome or anything. He's just very, you know, Mr. Saturday Night charismatic guy. So I would, I would try to get somebody in the older age range, but it seems like all the older ones are real old, you know, that you got now. There's no middle ground that I could think of. I can't, I can't think of either. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And even if you pick someone like Sandra Bullock, she's just too purdy, you yeah. know, to be that Deborah Winger type. Mm-hmm. Even though she is wholesome and down to earth. Maybe like a Gina Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. <laughs> We'll just get Alec Baldwin back in there. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> For sure. Michael, Michael Keaton could be one of the refs or like the guy at the table. We have like a Beetlejuice reunion. Or it could yeah. just be Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michael he, Keaton would have been great in this. Yeah, he could pull that mm-hmm. off. So what's the doggy bag? What, what's your takeaway from the film? What's the legacy for you? Uh, I mainly just... I like that Arab movie anyway. Just the way things are filmed, that certain style of that time. It's just a classic for me. Uh, you can't... Just the things we touched on, the way you have the storytellers given the narrative separate, that was very unique. The whole cast of characters, even down to the waiter and stuff, it's all really... It's like a very sweet movie. And even though you're going to cry a whole bunch, it's really heartfelt. They just don't make them like they used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry. Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now, like, Avengers Endgame is in, like, 15 of the 20 screens in this town right now. Uh, I mean, a, a mid-level movie like this, like, is going to be hard to be put out, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I wish, I wish they would do that more, recycle some of these older classic films, you mm-hmm. know? Or even... I could see like a Valentine's Day, just having a whole rom-com day. Uh, uh, forget Paris. Uh, you've got mail or Sleepless in Seattle. That whole early '90s was chock full of them. You know that would be cool. Just screen them all day. Mm-hmm. You know they did Batman the other day. Oh, did they do Batman? Yeah, the classic. It was like the 30 year anniversary. Oh, did you I see it? it? No, I missed it by like an hour because I was going to go to the movies. Mm-hmm. I was looking up. And I saw it there. They already was playing. It was only showing one time. Mm. I went to the movies when I was a kid and saw that. Oh, yeah, I did too. I'll yeah. never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, takeaways. Um, this is maybe my favorite Billy Crystal film, even though I probably should see City Slickers. Um, <laughs> love it. It's always, it's always a good watch. You know, it's a good hang. Yeah. And I'm just really glad that this movie exists. Most definitely. And I love, too, uh, his comedic styling, because I love the Marx Brothers. Uh, 
But you'll see even his writing is spattered all over that movie. Even though the other characters are given lines, you're like, oh, that's a Billy Crystal joke. It's very kind of rapid fire, you know, just like mm-hmm. Groucho. Boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? All right. You can follow us on Twitter at Mac and Cheese Movie. Um, give us a rating on iTunes or just enjoy the show and live your life. All right. You guys have a good one. Good night.